When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right. Okay. Howdy, howdy, folks. Welcome back to Hoot and a Half, another great special episode. These are my favorite episodes with the one and only Mike Sheffer. Just me and you, baby. We're back. I missed you. I missed you, too. I know it's, we had to. We it was Halloween weekend, but we had to split uh, two separate ways. We spent a lot of time together in Italy, and then went our separate ways for a little bit, and now we're back. Yeah, um, and now you're you're Mister, you know, band guy, Mister drummer, professional drummer. It's yeah, it's another another deck of cards I have up. Have you uh, have you added this to your LinkedIn? <laughs> no, I don't think I've updated my LinkedIn since like 2016. Maybe? Do you ever cringe about that though? Your LinkedIn that your LinkedIn is sitting there unupdated. Like, does your LinkedIn still say that you're working at a, another job? Yeah, it says I have a, a. I think it says First Dynamic Websites, like my website company. Okay, which is like fine, but yeah, it, it's not. It doesn't say Mike Sheffer, like podcast host, m- entertainment manager. And... I feel like you was my manager. You should update your LinkedIn <laughs> because Jared Jared's LinkedIn is all up to date. Jared's the guy. He's friends with. Everyone on every agency, he's sending messages there. Like, are you a LinkedIn creep though? No, I n- I never use it. It's like my least favorite social media. This- Have you checked your privacy settings at all on LinkedIn? Because I think that there is a setting where if you're on your LinkedIn, if you're logged in and you look at someone else's LinkedIn, that person gets a notification that you looked at their LinkedIn profile. Yeah, I, I've heard that, but you can fix it. Oh, I kind of like that though. Let them know. Like, let them know I'm looking well, at. Hey, I don't know. I, cre- I creep up too many like people. Like, I'm always looking up people's like parents. And what? Stuff. Stuff. What does your LinkedIn say? Oh, I don't know. I think mine either says I work at NeoReach or I'm a content creator at Collab. Mine actually might say moment management. Now, I do think I updated that a couple of years ago, but it like, you know, within your job description, you like you write what you do, how long you've been there, what your role is like. Yeah, I've I've never had like a real job. It's always been my own company. So the LinkedIn thing always felt a little, I don't know, unnecessary. Um, there's de- I, I've, I've seen that I have like a bunch of requests um, and I accept the ones that are from people in the industry, like, you know, agency people or brands that we work with, but, but I, in my line of work, I don't think business is being really transacted on LinkedIn. It's really, how far back does your go? Do, uh, do you have like food service? Like, uh, I think the first one was my first internship in college okay. where I worked for my uncle at a hedge fund doing like data analysis for some hedge fund and shit. Mine probably still says spirit Halloween on it. Or are something. you serious? Yeah, spirit on Halloween LinkedIn? was like one of my first jobs. I went, we went to a spirit Halloween. I, I dressed up at, I don't know if you saw Phoebe Bridgers. I don't know if she's been in our little podcast universe recently, but she was reposting everybody that was wearing a skeleton costume on Halloween. And we'll get into the backstory here. But when I was playing the show, we went to a spirit Halloween to go and buy costumes. And I was like, oh, this is my chance. I'm going to 
dress up. I'm going to get the Bones costume that like Phoebe Bridgers wears, and maybe she'll repost me. <laughs> did, it, did it say skeleton Bones costume, or was it like this off-brand Phoebe Bridgers name? Like, no, no. Like, Phoebe what, Bridgers did not invent wearing a skeleton outfit. She sure has made it like the new uniform. If they gave you a blonde wig to like be... You know, no, uh, they, it, they, they had blonde wigs, but it wasn't like here's the Phoebe Bridgers look. I don't think that that's like right. that mainstream. But like you know, like the Guy Fieri costumes are called like Celebrity Chef, yeah, not like Guy yes, <laughs> or like Conan O'Brien's is like former talk show host. I couldn't believe that Zayn and Heath though, like last minute, I got the Anchorman costume for it, and they yeah. made me go out and buy a whole brand new suit that was like three hundred dollars because my costume was just that thin piece of like fabric. That photo shoot was great. Oh yeah, Black Nezrin. Prince did it. Oh yeah, Nezrin. Nezrin, yeah, she is great. She's been crushing it too. I don't know if you follow her on Instagram. She's just like, she's working with everybody. She just did a campaign with Usher. Oh, yeah. She's such like a breeze. And she doesn't like overshoot too. And right. she gets all the right shots. And the look is always just like, damn, that is better than it, it's always better than you think it's going to be. And she already sends you your selects too. Yes. Like you yeah. don't. But that photo shoot was great. Oh, yeah. And thank you. The, uh, the concept was, I guess, just Halloween. Being funny, Anchorman. Yeah, because we had a new set with the desks, and we wanted to like kind of treat it like a, um, you know, a set. But some people are not liking the set, but I think it's because people aren't you. They weren't used to the set, and they weren't used to us being in costumes, and it was all just like very jarring. Did you do to the them. episode in costume? Yeah, we did. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, oh, and then I wore list. a mustache. Uh, so you were Ron Burgundy. We were Ron Burgundy, and then that night we went to Whitney Cummings' uh, June Shine party. You know June Shine, the the kombucha yeah, seltzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it's were... really, really good. Yep. Um, we went to that party, and it was really cool because Whitney Cummings, Zane and Heath had been on her podcast, and then when she met me, she was like, "What is happening right now?" And I'm like, "In this moment," she goes, "I know you from somewhere. What is it?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm on Zane and Heath Unfiltered." Yeah. She was like, "Oh my god, yes, you're so funny. You're great." And I was like, "Oh my god, thank you." And then Theo. Vaughn was there who if y'all don't know who Theo Vaughn is he's one of my he's one of my favorite comedians right now huge podcaster hilarious all over YouTube like, yeah yeah one of the best and and we got to talking with him he went up to Patricia he was talking to Heath and then went up to Patricia like gestured to Patricia and asked Keith is this your wife <laughs> that I, I like fucked like, like, excuse me this is my girlfriend and then and I had my mustache on and then I was asking him because he's this really funny bit about Gert which is like this kid who grew up in his hometown that had no arms oh, yeah. and just wanted to fight everybody. <laughs> and I asked him if anybody was like being Gert for Halloween. He's like, nobody sent it to me yet. But man, the thing about Gert is Gert's dad, he like bought a hotel, but he wanted to make it haunted and it wasn't haunted. And the town like caught on. And I just started like laughing so hard. And oh, my, my, my mustache was just like was falling off. off. And I just had to like rip it off and be like, Dude. And he also has the his friend Gert also is uh, friends with a kid in a wheelchair, but like they just never taught him how to walk. Yeah, so they just have <laughs> to carry him around. Like it's it, sometimes like I can't tell if Theo Bond is like making up those stories or. But that's is the appeal. Just, but then, but then when he when I asked him about Gert, because I assume Gert didn't exist, and then he goes into this whole thing about Gert's dad. I'm like, so maybe Gert does exist. <laughs> That's crazy, but he's like a southern guy too. Did you guys bond on anything being from Texas or um, wherever he, he's from? Well, he's from Louisiana and spends a lot of time in Nashville. I don't know he kind of bonded more about that. I'm a Dallas guy. Yeah. I asked him, like, where do you think I'm from? Like, what do I look like? He's like, yeah. New York for sure. And I'm like, oh. no, Dallas. Texas, you carry buddy. yourself like a New Yorker, though. Oh, thank and the, you. And you have the height of a New Yorker. New Yorkers are always tall. Texas are t Texans are tall. Yeah, but you don't have the accent. 
I don't. I don't. Wow, Theo Vaughn, that's great. Yeah, that was a pretty cool night. And then uh, yeah, went to some other parties and stuff. And then we went to um, the happy hour party, and that was a pretty dope party. There were a lot of cool people there. Brock Hampton was there. Amazing. And I saw Matt Champion and Brock Hampton. He was my, one of my favorite members of Brock Hampton. He was dressed as the Grinch, him and his girlfriend. And you had a different outfit for every, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? You did four different costumes? Yes. Yes, we did. Uh, well, Patricia and I did when Harry met Sally, but we just wanted to do it for the photo op because we realized it wasn't going to be that like good like in person. But we did Shark Boy and Lava Girl, which was actually Todd and Natalie's costume that they never did last year. And when I went to Zane's storage unit to like get out a chair or something, I saw the costumes there. I'm like, well, it's almost Halloween. Nobody's claiming these costumes. I'm going to take them. So yeah, so we did like Anchorman, Shark Boy, Lava Girl. Oh, and then we did Jamae Private School Girl oh, with yeah, Patricia with and all of her friends. And Chris Lilly shared it on his Instagram story. Oh. Which was pretty cool. Who that is, who is the guy who created yes. Summer Heights High? Yeah. Uh, hilarious New Zealand comedian HBO yeah. show. What is, what's the name of the, Summer Heights High? That's so, well, show, Summer right? Heights High is the one where Jamae is first introduced, and then he did spinoff series for gotcha. like characters from Summer Heights High, so like Jonah and Jamae. That's sick. Yeah. Did he share a lot? Or? Yeah, he shared like a collage of a bunch of people's costumes, and okay. we were in the collage. Okay, okay, okay. But he did share Zane Todd and I one time singing. Um, the Isabel, or yeah, is it the Isabel song? She's a naughty girl with a bad habit. Bad habit for drugs. He shared us on his Instagram story. So you're really back. getting after it this Halloween. Yeah. Making yeah. up for last year. And I know. I still feel like it's the Sunday after a long weekend of partying, but now it's Tuesday. So yeah. I need to be renewed. But you, the entire time, you went to Chicago, yes. Indianapolis, and Detroit. Detroit. Yes. Playing drums for Adam Melcher, my roommate and up and coming musical superstar. Uh, it was sick. He has been on tour. He's still on tour. He got some huge shows coming up. I think they just played a sold out Boston last night, uh, playing New York on Friday, sold out. But his drummer um, couldn't play some of the dates. And so just before we went to Italy, I practiced with him every day and his bass player and basically learned all the songs um, and playing drums forever. So it wasn't too difficult to learn them. And yeah, I was able to go and watched the show in Chicago, my first time in Chicago. I texted David that I was there and asked him for some recommendations. He was kind enough to give me some advice. And uh, I checked out a deep dish pizza place, which was very cool. Which for, place? Uh, it's called Lou Melnati's, which I believe is like a chain, but also like... Oh, Illuminati's is good. That's yeah. one of... David's David's favorite ones. Yeah, I get all, I get. I'm a little controversial about the deep dish pizza. It's like I feel like I mean I'm gonna get a lot of people are gonna disagree with me, but like I feel like Domino's deep dish was better than Lou Milnati's deep dish. Domino's did a deep dish. They pizza? did a deep dish pizza like back in the day, and it was amazing. It was just like super. Was it thick. like a square deep dish nope. pizza? Circular. It was circular and just like nice and thick. The crust was like the outer crust was super thin and crispy. And it was like a perfect ratio of cheese to sauce to, to bread. Anyway, Chicago is a beautiful city. I you've raved about it before, like oh, going for yes. uh, the holiday where everything's green. St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's where they dye the river green. Yeah, I like that. I can imagine is probably an incredible place. It feels like if New York or like Brooklyn was like cleaner and a little newer. Yes, and, and you know why it's cleaner? Why? Because they have alleys. Oh, for all the trash. The, yeah, they have like really smart alleys. So trash isn't on the streets in Chicago, unlike New York. Hmm. They like plan the city a little bit better. 
I'm pretty sure. It, it's all, it would make sense because it's also, as they expanded west, you know, New York was founded in whatever the 1700s. And then by the time they got to California, they fig- they probably figured out some new stuff as they progressed west. But um, I have not updated my LinkedIn to say part-time drummer. Yeah. I may I may do that. I may want to do that. But my goal in, and so we played the Detroit show the night before Halloween. It was a Saturday night. Halloween was Sunday. So we said, let's go get some costumes. So Adam did like his skeleton boy face, which by the way, Adam's music video for Joyride like two years ago. Correct. He did the whole skeleton boy thing. Yeah. And Phoebe Bridgers, I'm not saying she took it from him, but like Phoebe Bridgers never does her face as a skeleton. I know, but he but he did the face and the body costume as a skeleton too. So there's there's like some speculation in my mind at least that maybe Adam may have inspired her. To like go full, but then again, like, but Adams, I feel like he's more like Dia de los Muertos. Well, yes, he, he is like Ecuadorian, sugar. So, ca- what's it called? A sugar skull? Uh, yeah, the, the Day of the Dead celebrations, yeah. But, um, anyway, I saw Phoebe Bridgers was posting all these reposts of like people in bone costumes, and I was like, well, I'm not going to be playing drums on stage in a bone costume, but. Um, I just like had to fly out immediately the next day and like Muriel took all these photos and a lot of them were great, but like, I just didn't have time to like organize it and put it together. So I missed my chance to get reposted by Phoebe Bridgers. But, um, (laughs) speaking of Phoebe Bridgers, I'm going to tie this back to something cool that we did. We went to go see the house where Bo Burnham recorded yes his show uh, his special inside yeah uh yeah because mike just sent it to me on reddit where he someone had posted recently that the house that bo burnham um lived in with his girlfriend i think i'm pretty sure it's like his girlfriend owned it um was the house from nightmare on elm street and then i googled like well where is this house and then i saw that it was listed for sale and noticed that there was an open house and uh you and me were like, oh, well, we have to go uh, uh, see this. Because it's like, that. I mean, that inside by Bo Burnham is like probably one of the most impactful and popular pieces of content made during the entire pandemic. And like all those songs are on TikTok. It's like generationally defining. And then there's just an open house where you can go and see where he did it. And we thought we could just go in and take all the pictures and videos that we want. And we pull like, up. Let's go make and, a TikTok. And, and yeah. the first thing, they already had like a table set outside and like log in like who we were and said no photos, no, no videos. videos. And like when we walked back into the back house, there was this huge security guard. Yeah. And made it really intimidating. But what was so cool about being inside that house was like you really did feel the energy in that guest room. And I did talk about this on Zane and Heath on one of their Patreon episodes. Though, like, I feel like I cringe though thinking about going to Bo Burnham's house. We're like, that's Bo Burnham. If you heard that, like, you just went to my house just to go be well, there. He would be like, okay. Yeah, but they're like, selling the house. And, like, I don't know. I feel like if he, you know, I don't know who his comedic hero is. But, like, let's say if Eddie Murphy was selling the house that he lived i don't know i mean it's it's like an int- it's a cool piece of pop culture to yeah. go see no the intentions were good and we're going to show appreciation for an artist that completed something that you know everyone else during the pandemic was like oh this is the time to buckle down and make make something and write a book or whatever and like he actually did it and the fact that we were able lucky enough to just get a glimpse of it i don't know it's pretty cool i think yeah i'm glad we did it that doesn't make sense and then you went to go see oh oh yeah and then you dropped me off to go see the french dispatch right but can we talk about dune for a second oh yes did you finally see it yeah i saw it with uh the band when we were in detroit we had a day off so we were in ann arbor michigan and just went to go see it one night um in like one of those super comfy theaters where like the seats lean back and it was like yeah yeah it was really great um but yeah i haven't been to the movies in probably like a year and a half two years i don't know how long it's been 
And I will like Dune was fucking incredible. Oh, it really was. It was a masterpiece. They did it really, really well. And I, I was nervous at first, like right when it was coming out. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I'd read half of the book and I was really pleased like at the end that mm. it was just the first half. And I didn't know that going in. Because yeah. towards the end, I was like, how are they going to cram in the rest of this movie? This They only have 20 minutes left. <laughs> And, um, oh, my gosh, very beautifully done. I really want to know, though, how much Zendaya got paid, though, to only say probably, like, seven lines in yeah, that movie. Yeah, there was, like, a little bit of people who were upset, right, on Twitter that, like, she was only in it for, like, six minutes. And at the very end, I mean, not to spoil it, but it's I think it's pretty well known that she's not a main character. Yeah. Although, here's what I'll say. I actually do believe that she's a main character because her presence is felt throughout the film. Right. But just because she doesn't have any lines doesn't mean that her part wasn't really impactful. I think what's uh, there's Marlon Brando says there's no small parts, only small actors. Is that a Marlon Brando quote? I, th- I think that's just a quote they say in the theater. Maybe Marlon Brando did say that. I I've, think I've he known did. that like since I started oh, studying. Is, is that like a theater? Like, yes, a, there's but, no small roles, only small actors. Yeah, I think it's a great line. It's a good philosophy for life. You've been going to weddings, Halloween, touring, going to Italy. We have Aaron's wedding coming up. I yes. feel like the entire world just like has been built up for the last year and now everyone's scheduled all their stuff for September, October, November, December. Um, but yeah, why don't you talk about what, what plans you have coming up? Well, now, so I thought I was going to be finally having like a free weekend, my only free weekend in November and, um, American airlines reached out and they invited Patricia and I to go to Philly through American airlines and go to the Eagles chargers game in Philly. And I'm pumped because I've never been to Philly. Have ever. you ever been to an NFL game? Yes. Okay. So you know what you know. What, yeah, what I've been expect. to like a Rams game, but used to go to Cowboys game. I haven't gone to a Cowboys game in their new stadium at all. Um, but you never been to Philly? No. Oh, no. amazing. Yeah. Another I, mean, one I really list. want to see the Liberty Bell. I don't really care about seeing Independence Hall though. Yeah, it is very like governmentally historic, but like not... the Constitution isn't in there. The Declaration <laughs> of Independence isn't in there. Nicholas... Yes, it's the room. Where it happened. Where so what Nicolas Cage has it or <laughs> I'm pretty sure Does he gives it back. Does, Does he? he? <laughs> you know they're making two they're making a National Treasure three and four. With Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Oh. Are I you know. a fan of the franchise? Um I'm not familiar with the second one very well. The book of treasures. Okay. I think, but I I really do. Um, so you'll be in Philly this weekend. Yes. But my favorite thing, though, about like, the Liberty Bell or Independence Hall is that tower. And at that certain time where he figures out that like it casts the shadow onto that brick. Yeah. I bet that's totally made up and not real. Oh, for sure. Dude, There's I feel like there's zero accuracy in that film. Like even looking at the Declaration of Independence is probably not even the right words on the thing. But yeah. regardless, you'll have a great time. Philly's an interesting city. And also just the experience will probably be... Nice because the accommodations you're getting from American Airlines, it'll be an easy flight. And I'm excited to try a Philly cheesesteak in Philly. Oh, there you go. You know, that's like the... And you booked a reservation at a nice restaurant for you and Patricia? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a nice restaurant. I don't think it's an amazing restaurant, but it's a restaurant on like an old boat, like an old ship. Oh, that's no, that'll be good. I've heard of that place. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Kind of do an early dinner there, and then we're gonna just pop around. Yeah, we were talking to like Brooke Averick, who's from Philly. She's that TikToker, Lady Efron. Yeah, and she was giving us a lot of recommendations. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if my brother's gonna step in here pretty soon. He's doing the tonal right now. Yeah, my for the people who don't know, my brother now um, lives out here in Los Angeles. His girlfriend got a uh, full ride to UCLA. Um, grad school 
That's and big time. Uh, studying urban planning. So my brother and my brother like runs this uh, startup called E Notice, and uh, so he gets to work from home and comes out here. But it's really nice. It's nice. It was such a surprise to see him here because normally I, I see him at South by Southwest. Really, it's the only time I've ever hung out with him is the three or four times that we've been at South by together, and it hasn't happened in the last two years. So what what a nice surprise to see him here. Yeah. Um, I'll have to bring him over to my house for. The coffee setup, give them the rundown on the nerd. You coffee nuts. The nerdification of my coffee setup. Um, well, oh, I was going to say, your uh, your Halloween village is finally complete, even though Halloween's it, over, but. It is complete. And also, but I, so I had, so it's all complete. It's all done. Um, but this brand, uh, Brevity, uh, they make backpacks, awesome backpacks, highly recommend them. They're an amazing team. They um, had sent me a bunch of backpacks with a uh, Christmas village house like during the summer. So excited about that. And then I noticed I had a package from them, but I assumed, oh, there's probably just more backpacks in it. And I didn't open it up for two weeks. And today I finally opened it. And it was the Web of Terror um, Ferris wheel from the Spooky Town collection this year. Oh, my God. And I could have had it in my village, and Ugh. I didn't because I didn't know that it was inside of it. And there were no backpacks. It was just that. So shout out to Brevity for sending me that amazing edition. Those people um, are so nice. They're always so nice. No, they're the best. And uh, But yes, uh, showed up. And even Brittany Broski and Sarah Baska were going to come over here to see it. But Zane had like drunkenly made plans with them. And I was like, oh, so should I come over? And Zane's like, oh, no, probably not happening. You don't need to come over. They still came over to come see the village. But I wasn't there to like light it up. And they didn't know how to light it oh, up. Oh, my God. So I was like cringing. I felt so bad that they were here. And like I couldn't show it off to them. But, but it's still here. Yes, it's still here and i'm probably gonna leave it up for probably like i don't know a week or two and then take it down because i got to get started on the christmas christmas village, village. I, um, I just wanted to get a little bit of like now that it's complete a little bit of reflection like what have you learned what what have you gained? what have i learned is yeah. to not buy too many things yeah, I, you, I i outdid myself dude i bought way too many stuff like too many houses and too yes, many objects. that i wasn't even able to include and i spent too much money on it i think i think a little less is more in covering on like the details is the better way to approach than conquering so much surface area so rather than buying like 12 attractions it's better to like buy start small right and focus on that because it's like you can probably make a really great small painting versus trying to make your very first painting that's just massive on a large canvas you right. know so at times i like loved it in the beginning and then at times i started hating it and like because you set your yourself up for such a big canvas that you have to just put in the hours mm -hmm. so but i really really enjoyed it i'm very proud of it and uh i'm very interested to see how it's going to turn into my um my christmas village you know so that's my next question is do you believe that you've learned a lot in what you're going to plan to do for your christmas village this year because last year's christmas village was it was great but also very much like 1.0, you know, yeah, like, it's simple. I was just laying down felt. Yes. Now I feel like I can get a little bit more creative with like laying down real, like not real snow, but more like better artificial snow yeah. and creating still all the paths and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, this is a question I wanted to ask earlier. To, uh, to ask, ask we were talking Zane and Patricia almost made out in one of David's videos. Yes. And Patricia just sent that to me today because she looked at her oh, tag photos. Oh, you didn't photos. see that? Well, I thought I couldn't. I was like, well, wait, was this a David's vlog? Because like I didn't yeah, see him post well, that vlog, but it was on his second channel. That's where he's been doing a lot of posting. It's the second channel. But I saw that, and I was like, oh, okay. I, like, I didn't realize it was Patricia at first. I thought, oh, wow, Zane's going to get with some hot, cute, blonde girl. And then, I, and then I saw your face, and I was like, wait, is that Patricia? And then I rewinded it, and it was Patricia. Yeah. I literally haven't talked to you about this at all in person what 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 happened uh so yeah we were at the uh the i like you party 
um, that Ella and a bunch of friends uh, had hosted. And uh, David was obviously there just getting crazy party bits. And I think, though, Patricia may have thought, though, that it was like the it was like Jack was filming for like you know, promo stuff for the video. I don't think she knew it was David because David just had a big light on and you can't tell who was filming. And it was like a pack. And even yeah. I think Patricia didn't know what Zane was doing, but Zane was just hamming it up for the camera and yeah. I was obviously interacting too. But because of Patricia, the whole bit, she's like, what the hell are you doing, Dave? Like, <laughs> what is going on? Because he was just acting like drunk and like sticking his tongue out, but then it pans to you and you, you, there was, I cried laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> what a great, it was so nice to see you back in like the, Back in the cut, but yeah. It wasn't Zane was not actually trying to <laughs> no, steal yes, your girlfriend clear, away from you. Yeah, just to clear guys, it up for okay, all in good fun. Okay, talk here, about here. guys. Guess oh. what? We have a special guest right now, and it's my little brother Kevin King. Howdy, howdy, here, howdy, howdy folks. Come sit on the nice couch here next to us, right here. Take a seat, Matt. Have you found that you start saying howdy more often since you like? Have lived in California. Like, do you lean into Texasness? Well, I, I, I a little bit, you know. I, 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 I say y'all, and I want like a fun little intro. I just like saying howdy. Am I getting picked up here, Mike? I think so. Just uh, hello, hello. Tap that microphone a couple times. Tap, tap, tap that. Oh ass. yeah, you're there. You're there. Okay. Uh, this is Kevin King, new resident of Los Angeles. Very new resident. Former Ma- resident of Washington D.C. Shout out to the district. Younger brother of Matt King. Yes, two years younger. Two years younger. Two years. But, you know, I think spiritually we, like, rotate who's the more mature or not, given the situation. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. I mean, Kevin, I would say you're the most, you're the more, like, refined version of me. I think we're very, very similar, but But, you're smarter, you're better spoken. But that's the advantage of younger siblings, is you get to pick and choose the qualities you like most. Yeah, you learn from the mistakes. If you're smart enough, you can sort of see what roadblocks ahead your older brother's stumbled over so you can dodge around them or jump over them or... right like that's like with the Sheffer brothers the younger i go down the cooler they get okay, okay. Is, <laughs> my point in saying that was the opposite of what's actually happened in my family but it looks like in your family you you're, you've uh... yeah i think so i mean kevin was like way more successful in speech uh in debate than i was kevin yeah. was a uh national college champion that's right that's and, right and uh persuasive speaking two years in a row yeah two it, years and and informative speaking now tell us also about your uh nationally winning informative speech you did about was cybersecurity and like social, well, social media engineering social engineering yeah. and what you what what he did during the rounds to the judges explain that okay, this is kind of well, cool so the, the whole concept of social engineering is human hacking right it's yeah. how do you expose a vulnerability and a human that you can extract a piece of information to unlock something and aka how do we get vip everywhere at south by southwest exactly we, yeah. we, were, we were social engineering without knowing it okay right? Um, and so for my speech, I kind of lay out the first part of my speech, like the concept of social engineering, how it works. Um, but prior to each round, I would do a little bit of research on my judges that would be judging me. What could I find on their social media profiles? What could I find from like their friend networks and LinkedIn and all sorts of nuggets of information? And then data you can exploit data I can exploit. And so then in the middle of the speech, after I kind of set up the framework of how to hack someone, okay. I basically had like a blank section of my, of my speech, which would be like riff on social engineering, the judge. And so I'd say, okay, like I've talked a lot. Let's go through an example. So Mallory, uh, and I kind of take a moment. Judge. Who would be and a the, judge? And so, sorry, just to set the scene a little bit here, this is you're in college on the speech and debate team and you are presenting two judges yes. as uh, is like you're not competing with someone else 
in terms of like having no, a counter argument. You are um, just trying to it's be a the public best. address speech. You you've can, written it and researched and prepared. You and, can think about the setup of a tournament like it's a it's almost like a swim meet. Right? Gotcha. It's a very okay. individualistic event. Gotcha. And then you have heats, right? That okay. you advance throughout the day from prelims to oh, semis to yes. So it's like a tournament. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So and now like, just before you jump into the judges, is is addressing the judges by name typical in this field? No, no, no. no. You, no. Nev- you never break that wall. That, right? Okay. Like, that's, know, so, whole, like, so this is wall. so this is what he did. That right. was so interesting. That's so, okay. I just wanted to clarify, set the stage to to make the the move here yeah, more apparent. There was there. I was breaking tradition and norm right. by like calling attention to a judge. You don't see a free diver in the Olympics waving high to like you know one of the judges right. with the car or like okay. Michael Phelps getting out of the pool and sprinting down the side and jumping. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so um, you so you're giving so your speech. I'm and giving now my you've... speech. I'm explaining social engineering, and so then I say, you know what? Like let let's take a moment to see this in practice. And so I'll say, judge number one, like Mallory. Before the round, I did a little looking at your Facebook and I saw that, you know, you recently checked into your local coffee shop that you seem to check into quite a bit. I also saw under your favorite interest, you like Ted Lasso and you're a big fan of FC Barcelona. So let's say I show up to the coffee shop one afternoon and see you sitting there because I know what you look like and decide to casually go over and strike up a conversation about soccer. Maybe I'm, you know, a single dad who's taking his kid to a soccer practice that day and talk about how much he loves the sport and his favorite team's FC Barcelona. All of a sudden, without you knowing, I've put together some information that makes you feel more comfortable with me. And then I get you talking about your job. And maybe I'm really there because I'm trying to, yeah, hack into your company and like extract a password or whatever it might be. But the judge would just like freeze, like (laughs) drop their pen basically and like be freaked out because they're they're operating under a veil of secrecy right yeah. they're they're yeah. not the ones like, who are on trial this isn't here. supposed to be happening to me in this, this isn't moment. they're not involved this is about you the presenter and now you're looping them in and breaking this wall that previously right. was never broken and so i my my whole idea was that to really inform someone about a topic instead of just speaking at them i should make them feel immersed in it right and like get wow. that experience so that was kind of the idea behind it but it was nerve-wracking because i was flying blind into every speech knowing that like there was going to be 30 seconds that I had to kind of come up with something. But did you have, but you knew your pieces of data that you were going to exploit for each judge. Well, so you only find out who your judges are like 30 minutes before the round. Oh, so so you got to really do some quick uh research too. So this goes from like doing a basic round at a local tournament Mm -hmm. to the national final round. Wow. Like I find out who the judge is like at that instance, national finals, you find out like 15 minutes. They Mm -hmm. like drop the, they drop the list of who's in, you scramble to the room. So I'm like, you know, my hands are shaking. I'm walking into the national final. I'm like on the Facebook page. Mm. I actually memorized the phone number of the judge and like kept it in my head. So when I got up there, like recited their phone number in their email back to them in the final round, and people were just like, "What was the reception from the judges?" Uh, I mean, I, it freaked them out enough to the where they loved it, though. So they, this this was a I positive. Mean, one. Oh, yes. he won. Yeah. He won. Oh, yeah. oh wow! Congratulations. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And got like oh, a, so it worked. Yes, yeah, yeah, you proved cool. your point in a way that made you the victor of this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Damn, that is impressive. Yeah. No, it was a, it was a great experience. Nothing so, ventured, nothing gained. So that's you I, took a risk and it and it paid off. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, 100%. Kevin, what are you doing now? Now I am. I mean, I know what you're doing now, but, but tell explain it to the people. No, yeah, absolutely. So a couple years ago, um, I and a few friends started a software company. It's called Column. And we are focused on improving the public notice process that takes place in this country. Okay. Um, public, oh, it is column now. 
Sorry, it is Colin. It used to be E Notice. We were formerly E Notice as as the newly minted head of brand and comms. Okay. I, I went through a rebrand with the company about cool. a year ago. Very good. Um, changing the name from like an early dot com thing to. A what are more. some examples of public notices? Yeah, so public notice can be anything from. Uh, your city council votes to change a zoning ordinance. Gotcha. To you have to change your name. If you want to change your name, you have to place a legal notice to tell your community that you changed your name. Okay. Um, if you know your city is putting out an RFP or a request for a proposal to like build a construction project, mm -hmm. they have to notify the public. Um, if somebody dies and you have to like sell an estate, an estate sale is a public notice. And I imagine this process is probably pretty archaic. It's incredibly archaic. It's a lot of paperwork that's exchanged between local governments and the key distributor of this information, which is how we got started, was your local newspaper. Um, mm. My buddy's family owns a bunch of newspapers out in Kansas and parts of the Midwest. And, you know, he's an entrepreneur and software engineer and wanted to find something he could help, you know, save the family business. And improving this one process was the beginning of that. We now have a pretty big trajectory as a company to do a lot more fun and interesting things. Yeah. And so like public notice was our sort of wedge into what will hopefully be a, a much bigger a company as we grow. And is there something that you are looking for that our listeners could maybe help you with? Is it, are you trying to get users? Are you trying to get, well, uh, you know, I, I don't know if the average listener to Hoot and Half is like a city clerk or like a city planner. <laughs> we, have, like, we have a wide and, and deep or, audience. Very true. Or a paralegal. But if you are one of those, you should go to column.us and sign up to place your notice. You know, you might be surprised, though, that like the average individual will have to interact with this process in some way. The, the biggest example I can use is changing your name. Like if you okay. get married and you're legally changing your name. Yeah. Usually, usually your lawyer takes care of this. Right. But you have to like place a notice for that. I and, mean, Erin was telling us that when she got married to change her name, especially during the pandemic, was just like a huge pain in the ass when she got married. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, any government bureaucracy is always a huge pain in the ass. So, right. and I think the most exciting, inspiring principle behind the whole idea is that we have decided as a society, there are such important events that <coughs> need to be proactively shared in a community. Yeah. And there's not really that, you know, you can't really draw that parallel to other things we have in culture, but right. like we've said, mm -hmm. you know, these things are so important. They need to get out to the public. Now, for the most part, that has been through the local newspaper that is going to continue to evolve, but if we can help make the process easier, then we're going to be hopefully contributing some some good to the world. That's incredible. But it's a fun journey. I think the biggest thing I'd, I'd want to share is like building a company is an amazing experience. If yeah. you have the opportunity, the time, the headspace, the privilege to like chase down an idea, you should do it because yeah. it's been such a rewarding journey. And how are you finding living in Los Angeles? I mean, it's so much fun. I'm in a honeymoon phase, I think, with LA. Yeah. I, the honeymoon phase, though, will last a few years. I'm still in my honeymoon I phase. Think, okay, good. That's good to hear. And I've been here two years now. Because I'm worried. Because, you know, Matt, Matt, you've been here for a while. And I know that I can drive around with you in the car in LA. And you have more to complain about than, <laughs> oh, yeah, than no, I, do, I do. But, like... Um, it's really great. We've found my, my partner and I found a really cute space here in close to Westwood. Uh, she's here for a, uh, master's program in urban planning. Mm -hmm. So we've got like a, a good little apartment. We've got, you know, though I got the work from home set up going, but now I get to venture out in my car more. And is it, uh, interesting, like, uh, having like your girlfriend now going like back to school and then you're like, 
it is now working like is the, the, she has to study now like she does, you're, you're, the, the routine is now a little off because when you guys you know used to be together when you first started dating you were both students we were both yeah we were both students and then we were both like nine to five working professionals in washington dc doing the thing now she's a student again and the funny thing is she is an incredible student she is so smart and i was an awful student <laughs> so like <laughs> but you were good at the extracurriculars speech and debate yeah, speech and, and debate. Yeah. i got involved in startups and politics yeah. down in austin and so you know i did more of that stuff she's an amazing student so yeah finding our rhythm uh you're living together where she's you know reading late at night and studying are you having fun. to do flashcards with her and helping her study at all not yet what is she studying urban planning okay yeah so helping you know fix the way cities are built and so you guys are really all about making the public making the work public better. good and, and community you know that's what that's all we've got at the end of the day is yeah. she TAing at all she just i believe secured a research position so oh. did you um, ever cheat in college absolutely not i got <laughs> accused of plagiarizing because i wrote an essay and there was this one phrase that i didn't put in quotations that i did pull from an article and then oh. she gave me a 74 and then, did you explain this was just an honest mistake? Uh, yes, I did. And then she was just like, I don't know, something just still seems off with this, the whole thing. And then I remember going on the teacher's Facebook page, and I wasn't friends with her, but I remember just being really frustrated because she wouldn't give my essay back. I've said this story on Unfiltered, and I saw that she, and I, because she would never respond to my emails in the past about certain things. And when I was angry that she wouldn't give me my essay back, I said, I expect a response to this email, which was really stupid and really snooty of me to say, but I was a stressed out college student. And she had posted this status on her Facebook saying, um, just received an email from one of my students saying, I expect a response to this email. And she said, sincerely wanting to punch you in your face for your <gasps> disrespect. And then when I went into her office hours, um, and she just it was explaining like my grade and everything that she didn't <laughs> believe that I wrote the essay, I go, okay. And then right when I was about to walk out, I go, by the way, I want to let you know that your Facebook is public and your status is. And I read your status about wanting to punch me in my face for my lack of disrespect. <laughs> oh Sorry my for my God. disrespect, but I just want to let you know I could see it. And there was like this other TA that was like sitting next to her on her laptop. And that TA just like stopped typing, but like did not look me in the eye. Did she and, respond? Uh, she was just like. No, and I just walked out of the room. Oh my god! Yeah, and, and and you, she didn't change your grade. No, she didn't. I got a seventy for that essay. Oh my god! Yeah, nah, rough. It's in the past. Yeah, That's it was uh, anthropology, and it was anthropology. on uh, Gobekli Tepe. <laughs> What's that? Gobekli Tepe is one of the most like ancient burial grounds that they've ever like discovered, and it's rumored to be like the oh, wow. the oldest ancient ruin. Ever. Do you think Kevin's smarter we, than you? Yes, a hundred percent. I was different say, things. I, I mean, different things. We would yes. make an exceptional trivia team. Is what I would say. <laughs> yes, we would completely. We would cover like subjects with depth yeah. between I, us. Like, I, I'm really good with like pop culture and yeah. stuff like that. Kevin's really good with like sports, history, sports, government, history, politics. I can do well. We're a good team. Yeah, that's what it, it seems like. You guys are the yin to the yang, but also of the same cut of the same cloth. And sure. in the areas in which you excel and the areas in which Matt excel, I think it's the same brain, just just zeroing in on like your, for example, creativity and comedy, yeah. and your, for example, like the actual public good of what you're trying to do and achieving something for society. I think that you both have the ability yeah. to succeed in what your chosen field is, but in choosing those fields, you're looking at each other and like, oh, we can complement each other in that. Yeah, it's, it's it's very much like our our paths 
like cross and then they diverge and then they cross and diverge. I mean, yeah. I would not have done speech and debate if it weren't for my right. brother. I would not have done theater because I did a lot of theater in high school mm -hmm. too, if it wasn't for him. You're but, also, I would say a very polished too, as a, as a speaker, which I oh. think is like, you know, I'm not saying that's not polished, but I think <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm just ripping off of the, spe the speech and debate. I like I hear more of the speech and debate influence in Kevin. Like uh, I yeah. sometimes get it from you, but like hearing it from Kevin, it's like, oh, this is really deep in he there. He has really yeah. good control, like yes. of knowing how to craft and what to come out. Yeah, I'm just I'm very sincere. <laughs> I, mean, you're all, I mean, you're also like more trying to make jokes than you are trying to make points. Yes. 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 Um, yeah, and so, yeah. you know, that's always I, I'm sorry to say this, but I think comedy is a little bit more difficult. Then, oh gosh like off it's the hard to be it, it makes me so nervous to be funny but i find myself i can naturally fall into funny moments like, yeah but the moment i'm like sitting thinking like oh this now has to be funny yeah it's not gonna come yeah. out yeah. it's just not gonna it's, happen yeah it's different strengths but it's it's really interesting to hear like literally i'm literally sitting in between the two of you like stereo <laughs> matt in my left ear you in my right ear and it's like i'm literally hearing which sides of which brain is is contributing to what and i feel the same way when i'm with you and your brothers though you yeah. guys all all have that same type of like frequency when you're around each other there's yeah there's definitely like complementing spaces in each of us that... but this is going to be good that now kevin's living out here you get yeah, to spend more time I'm with like so us as brothers because i've spent so much time with you and your brothers yes, yes we gotta all have like a little brotherly uh camp out or something uh, that'd be fun do a joshua tree trip i'm down i've something? never been to jo you have you you so amped about <laughs> no. joshua tree and i'm like kevin no, i said the same I, thing when i moved out to la i know i've not once it's made awesome. it out there it's in the seven years. I, I read i i read flashcards before i came to la like what are things <laughs> things i need to say in my first couple yeah. months in la it's gonna catch <laughs> you guys want to go to saddle yeah karaoke night is, oh. that, is that saddle ranch saddle yeah. ranch yeah, yeah. you have yeah. you been to saddle ranch no but i saw on instagram stories somewhere that lizzo was there yeah they had a spotify had a party did not invite us just want to say she shout out to spotify which are you serious got invited they had a big halloween party and like everybody was there um I don't know how exclusive it was. But it was I've heard y'all talk about Saddle Ranch a yeah. lot. So there are these, it is fun to be here in LA and now get to see some of these landmarks of my brother's life. <laughs> yeah. Best. My name, I think, is on the bar at Saddle Ranch. Oh, yeah. They bought it. Kelsey bought it for you, right? Ooh. Or I think it was like a birthday present. I think Stoss bought it for Jackson Guthy. And, or wait, maybe, I can't remember who, who it was. Um, Why is Saddle Ranch such the vibe? Um, well, because there is there is debate about this, but like, we we know the truth. If I were to be completely honest, like David and this whole friend group were kind of like the big tastemakers on making Saddle Ranch really big. It Got used it. to be really big back in like the mid two thousands and stuff. It there was, was like, like a, a, a reality show about it in the mid two thousands. And there uh, are and more it's than a chain. One. It's yeah. a touristy chain that um like there's one at Universal, there's one near Disneyland. Okay. Um so but it's like... we would go there because a popular place where we would go to a lot was the den, and the den would get really, really busy in the in the plan B instead of going to the den. Then we would go to Saddle Ranch because yeah. Saddle Ranch, the, the service time. is really fast. The food's there. They, they have an incredible staff. And we would start going there. And a and lot of people would packed. show up. It wasn't that packed. And it's a mm. huge place. Like Matt, like one of the biggest non -clubs. It's like a honky tonk. Yeah. Is there an electric bull? Yes. There is. Oh. A mechanical bull, yes. And there's a Hell lot of outdoor yeah. space. The and they're really cool with like people filming. Like a lot of bars don't want people filming with big cameras. And like mm. the staff was always super nice to us when we would go there. Like... And, you know, the occasional celebrity would maybe pop by. Like, at my birthday party that I threw there, when I first moved here, DMX was there just playing pool. Because it's like <laughs> this, 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 like, low-key. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> to to, oh, to the shit. big dog. 
Um, but our like, mom's license plate was DMX when we were kids. Yeah, just by the, the first letters. No, yeah. no, no. She she like purchased. No, it, so. she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it became a place where like, oh, this is where David and his friends go, and so then Got more it. and more people started going. Then more okay. and more creators started going. Now it's a TikTok like place. Like, like we like, don't go there as much as we used to. Now oh, it's yeah. like we would be able to go there on a Saturday night at like midnight. And you walk right in and there's maybe 20, 30 people there. But it's a huge place and it's like we can have fun. We can do our thing. But now to go on like a Tuesday night, there's literally a line out the door like it's one of the hottest clubs in L.A. Mm. It's it's changed, but, you know, more all the power, all the love to them. Like it's it's a great place. Well, Mike, so you just moved to – I'd say you're still new to L.A. Like what do I need to do in the first year of living in L.A.? That's like a must. I, so coming from the northeast and like the cold and the winters, like yeah. my thing is just enjoy the weather. Like seeing blue skies every day is something I'll probably never get sick of. It's insane. It's, It'll spoil you for sure. It's like – and even – even when I was just on on the road in Indianapolis, Detroit, like I didn't see blue sky once. It was gray skies and rainy and 50 degrees the entire time. And then I come back to L.A. and it's 80 and blue skies. And I'm just like, oh, this is the best. I'm so happy I live here. So the weather is definitely a, a priority. And also, like, you are lucky enough to have your brother here and having people. Yeah. Uh, this city can be very lonely if you're here, I imagine, without knowing that many people. It's not an easy place to meet people. It's not like New York where... You know, every every time you step outdoors, you can make a new friend. Yeah, you kind of got to know where you're going, um, yeah. and know where to go and who to be with. And Matt is like Matt. I will say, I give Matt so much credit when I first moved here. I was like, I didn't know anybody, and Matt would bring me to every single party he went to, every single event he went to. I was always his plus one. Always was super generous. Obviously, as your brother, I imagine that will be more well, than... No, yeah, I mean, one of the things I've always loved about my brother is the diversity of the friend groups that he oh, carries. That, yeah. Like, he obviously is, like, plugged into, you know, the universe of, of all the internet creators. But at the same time, you keep up with friends from college and, yeah. from, oh, high, yeah. and from high school in our hometown. And, mm -hmm. like... When you do that, and that's such a good practice in your life and to do. And then you get a wedding invite every week for two <laughs> years know. straight. Yeah, you know, exactly. You go on tour, basically. For yeah, weddings. for weddings. But they're all weddings that are really important for people like I, that yeah, I, have to I go. got to go to. I know. I hear can't that. Miss it. And I'm also so sad sometimes about seeing people like, oh, that will be like the last time we get to see them for even like a longer amount of time. Because like weddings married, are great occasions to reunite and see a bunch of people. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I love the past. I like really reminisce and uh, I have it. But um, Kevin, where can the people find you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, you just did a big Instagram sweep, though. And now you're like I did. super I minimal. Cleaned, yeah, I kind of cleaned a bunch of stuff up because it was like, you know. It's like your it's Instagram is the LinkedIn of LA. Well, yeah, that's... yeah, and like I turned a certain age this summer that I won't disclose, and <laughs> not not that it matters. You can do the math. He's two years younger than me. Yeah, <laughs> there was just something about it. I was like, I don't think I need like my first high school Instagram photo on here anymore. Agreed, totally. And, oh, yeah, you know. So I just I did a clean purge up until like to be contemporary. Like yeah, this is no, where I'm at my life now. That's I don't good. That's good. Need you to journey into the depths. So. um what is my Instagram? Uh, Kev Kings with a Z. Kev Kings with and a Z. column dot. Column dot US. Okay. That's website. the Instagram for column? No, no the column Instagram has like one post, although that's about to change. Uh, it's like column PBC. Right. Um, I mean, you guys like cater to like a different like kind of different audience. Thing, so. But we're going through a big hiring wave. So like, honestly, if I could plug anything, if you're a talented software engineer listening to this uh, podcast, go check out our careers page. And if you've got friends that remote want, or we're a remote first company, we've got folks in West Coast, East Coast. We've got engineers that live in London and people uh, all across the world. Are so. you looking for software devs? Software engineers, of course, are like high, 
highly coveted as a software company. Any but, specific stack? Um, ooh, I mean, Java. We're, we're looking for. <laughs> we're looking for Windows, fr- <laughs> HTML5, <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> Word. Uh, we're looking for front end and back engineers, kind of across the board. If you like, are specialized in ML and like machine learning, that's cool too. Um, oh, all of our coding audience. Yeah, is... I'm also hiring marketers. So if you are like a creative person and you're looking to get your start in a like startup environment. Check us out. Okay. All right. Amazing. Wow. What tell great them Hoot treat. and a Half sent you. Hoot and a Half. Oh, use, yeah. Use discount code on your resume. <laughs> H and... Do you guys have an acronym? H and H? Uh, we usually go code Hoot. Code yeah, Hoot. code Hoot. Yeah, that's our, that's our code. Code Hoot. Yeah, say Hoot referred you and... I'll take a look. Sick. Hell yeah. Well, thanks so I love much for it, being Kevin. here, Kevin. You gotta, we gotta, when we do these audio-only episodes, yeah, you should come nice over because we have hey. so many stories that we can talk about. It's so if you guys oh, want to see Kevin can, King again, dig. follow him on Instagram, comment on his picture, saying I love you on Hoot and Half. Come that, back. I would love, this is great. This, this is a breeze. Yeah, this is fun. As long as y'all do this every time I come to do my tonal workout. Yeah. We can, okay. We can, and then we have to pay you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure out the details. I'll have your people call my people. Um, all right. Well, we'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for coming by. Have and a listening great week. to us. Kevin, I love you. Welcome to LA. Hoot hoot. Hooray. <laughs> all right. Bye guys.